Hey, I'd like to welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where each and every day I bring on new business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives and have them share their top tips for success with you. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at AskAdamTorres to keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, signings, all that other good stuff. Always love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, MoneyMattersTopTips.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today I have on the show Ruben Resendez, who's the president over at Adhere, Inc. Uh, Ruben, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks so much for having me on, Adam. So I'm excited to get more into what you're doing over at Adhere and how you're helping your clients. But before we do that, let's get a little bit further into your background. How did you get started in business and in your career? Uh, so interesting way on how I got started. You know, everything doesn't go as planned, but it does work just exactly how it's supposed to work. So I uh, grew up on the east side of San Jose, which most people would say is the wrong side of the tracks, and grew up in a family where nobody in my family were entrepreneurs. Everybody worked a nine-to-five. Nobody talked about big dreams or big goals or talked about owning businesses or anything of that sort. So I graduated high school, went to San Jose State University, uh, ran into a financial services firm and got started in financial services and saw the opportunity during that time, especially living here in Silicon Valley, uh, to be much greater than my schooling that I was doing while I was going to San Jose State University. So this made the decision to drop out of San Jose State University and uh, go full-fledged into financial services, where I had friends that were doing at that time, at 21 years old, a quarter million dollars a year, and I was looking at them, looked at my professors, and said, I want their life rather than my professor's life. So that's what I made the decision with and uh, did that for a good four or five years. Living on 100% commission uh, really expanded my mind into thinking very differently, thinking like an entrepreneur, first time I've ever lived on 100% commission. And uh, 2008 hit, and that's when it would be a big market crash, uh, especially when while I was doing loans and mortgages in real estate during that time in financial services. Uh, it's probably the worst time to be doing that. And to add on to that, uh, the girl I was going out with for a few months also said that she was pregnant with my son. So I was like, okay, great. 2008 hits. Great. Wow. <laughs> I got, I've got about $300 in my pocket. Uh, I've got a son on the way. Um, that I probably got to do something. And I'm living on 100% commission, 2008. All my clients are all dried up. All my mentors have always said, never go and get a J-O-B. J-O-B stands for just over broke. Never sell your time for money. Um, so we've always looked down upon it. And I was like, man, I got a, I got a kid on the way with 300 bucks in my pocket. I don't even know when my next paycheck's going to come in. I got to go get one of those J-O-Bs. So I sucked it up and looked on Craigslist. And um, found this internet marketing company that was doing lead generation, and uh, they offered thirty thousand dollars of a salary with uncapped commissions. I said, whatever it is, I don't even know what internet marketing is or anything of that sort. <laughs> I just saw that hey, it's a paycheck that would come in, and it's got uncapped commissions. And I learned how to talk. And you know, when I was in high school, I wanted to be a computer hacker. And uh, I love working behind computers. When I was going to school at San Jose State, I studied management info systems. So I love being behind computers and programming computers and everything. But in financial services, I learned how to talk to people and communicate. And I realized that I really liked helping people uh, come to an understanding for uh, finding things that they really needed. So when I saw Internet marketing and I got introduced to this Internet marketing company in 2008, 
um, I saw the best of both worlds where I was like, wow, I can not only talk to people, these affiliates that I was managing, because I got hired on as an affiliate manager there at that internet marketing company, um, but I could also be behind a computer and figure out how to get people to click on things and uh, do the things that I want them to do all behind the computer without having to fully talk to them. So I got the best of both worlds of being able to talk to affiliates over the phone and uh, also still how to make money online and make websites and such. So once I saw that, I became absolutely obsessed with it. You know, I, I saw uh, these affiliates that I was managing at the Internet Marketing Company I got hired at um, that were doing over a quarter million dollars a month. And there were thousands of them that were sending them checks to every single month. And every time I would try to call them, they would always say, Oh, you know what? Send me the link and I'll implement it because I'm on my way to go to, uh, South America right now. And these are like 20 year old, um, kids that were doing over a quarter million dollars a month. And every time I would try to call them and talk to them, they would always be traveling all the time. So I was like, man, what are these guys doing? Then I try to call them the next month and it's like, hey, just send me the link and I'll implement it. I was like, we just sent this guy a quarter million dollars and he's saying that he's going to Europe right now. Like, where are all these, where, what is it that they're doing? So I became obsessed and I made a decision and said, you know, whatever this is, I want to learn everything there is to learn about it. And I became obsessed about knowing who the players were. And I said, I don't want to just know who the players are. I also want to become friends with them. So I became obsessed about it for a good four or five years doing that. And, uh, you know, eventually came to the point where I started making up 50% of that company's um, revenues. And I started looking at it like, man, why am I making somebody else rich when I can be doing it for myself? And I found myself just engulfing a whole bunch of knowledge, but not actually applying the knowledge. So I said, you know what, I'm going to start applying the knowledge and went and, and filed paperwork to start a limited liability company at that time. And while I was working the JOB, I would go home and uh, work on the side business and work on a company website and everything until about two o'clock in the morning. Um, my son would go to sleep at 9 p.m. And uh, after he would go to sleep, then I would be working on it till two or three o'clock in the morning. I lived off of rock stars and Red Bulls uh, for about a good two or three years straight. And eventually at some point, the uh, company I was working for kind of caught on that, hey, I wasn't focused as much as I was previously before. So I got myself fired from there and uh, was able to live on unemployment. And the original plan, like I started off that, you know, things don't go as planned, but they go how they're supposed to go because the original plan was that I was going to make enough money on this business that I was starting to uh, make up for the monthly amount that I was getting paid in the salary from the job. But what I really needed uh, was, you know, the the net to be pulled from under me. So that way I just made a decision to say, you know what, I'm no longer relying on a monthly paycheck because I just got let go from this company. And now I'm living on unemployment uh, for the next few months. My son and I are living on unemployment I got to make this thing happen now. It's no longer an option. Now it's like, there's just option A. There's no option A or B. It's just option A. So that's when I went full force and for about a good two years, uh, just um, pretty much slept a good two to four hours every night. And when my son was born, he actually prepared me for the two to four hour 
uh, days and nights <laughs> I would uh, be prepared for. And I didn't realize it at the time that, you know, waking up to a screaming baby, one month old baby at that time, uh, originally that uh, I would be able to still go to work on two hours of sleep for a good year straight that it was preparing me to be an entrepreneur. Um, so it's interesting how it all works out. And, um, you know, for about two years doing that and then when unemployment ran out, um, I didn't have any money to rely on. So let my house go, moved my son and I in with my parents at the time too. And that was one of the most embarrassing things that I had to do in my life. And um, also went so far down to rock bottom that I went on food stamps because I couldn't even pay for my son's uh, food. But I knew that my son was born for a reason to point me in this direction to make something great happen with my life. And if it wasn't going to happen at that time, then it was never going to happen. And I had job offers to get paid like 150 k a year and all that stuff. But I said, why am I going to go through all of this pain and suffering without getting a reward from it that I'm going to continue to go and continue to push forward? And it's almost as if like it was a test of the, the universe saying, like, do you really want what's on the other side? And are you willing to persevere through the toughest of challenges? And at that time, I didn't see it that way. I just like, man, why is this all happening to me? I didn't realize that it was all happening for me at that time to build the tough skin, build my emotional intelligence to, of what was going to come in this business. So after going on food stamps uh, for about two or three months, finally landed like one of the, the biggest deals that we had and still even to this day that pointed us and pointed our company into a whole nother direction. And, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm kind of stupid too, because I had no idea that there's like this venture capital stuff that you can get and you can go and like raise money from VCs and all that stuff. All I knew was that like, I just need to make a company that makes money. I had no idea you can go and like raise money and all that different stuff. So all I did is go through the pain in order to turn a profit. And once the profits continue to turn, and I started to really obsess about my goals every single morning and every single night and the vision that I had for what was going to be built, I started seeing the company really turn around where um, now we are a, a company that in the next 12 months, we're on the run rate to do over 24 million. We have over 15 employees. And it all started with me and with my son being born, pointing me to an internet marketing company where I learned about internet marketing in the industry that I found my passion in and just took me to a whole nother level. So it's interesting that every time I look at my son, it's uh, as if like the universe is talking through him to me and pointing me in the right direction saying, you're, you're going down the right path. And it's one of the biggest blessings in my life for sure. Wow, what an amazing story. I love it. And there's just so many lessons in that. Uh, and I and I get it um, completely. And I, I get what that path and you took and, and all the risks that you took um, in many different stages in your career. Um, if you were um, up to this point, um, if so there's some younger entrepreneurs that maybe uh, they may be going through what you were going through before and they may be at the bottom right now. Um, if you mm -hmm. could just take a moment or two to maybe speak to those entrepreneurs that are in that position, um, obviously with you um, having the benefit of hindsight now on your side. Oh, absolutely. You know, one of my mentors had told me very early on that, um, you know, and he's, he's a billionaire now. He says, you know what, I think it's almost impossible for a smart person to win in business because a smart person always tries to figure out an easier way and a quicker way. 
But, you know, somebody like me goes out, you know, I'm kind of like average IQ, not really. I'm kind of like a BC student, not really amazed with student or anything of that sort. But I got heart and perseverance where I just keep on pushing and keep on pushing that what I found in my journey is that the biggest blessings always come after the heaviest of adversities, that it's always on the other side where, like, once you hit that wall, it's that wall that when you say that you want to quit, and that's that point where it's like a test of you really want to quit that point, and the smart person would quit because it would have been smart for me to quit and just say, like, I'm going to take this job that's offered me 150 k And, you know, my family would be okay. I don't got to be on food stamps. I don't have to live like this in, with my parents at like 30 years old or anything of that sort. You know, like I don't have to go through all this embarrassment. I don't have to hide myself from all my friends. That's what a smart person would have done is like taking the job that's 150K and say like, you know what? Let's kill these dreams, these stupid dreams. And if I would have listened to a lot of the people that I was associating with at that time too, then I would have took the smart route where they're saying, like, why are you putting yourself through all this stress and all this madness and putting your family through all this? Like, I can't believe you're doing this to your family and such. But now, this today, those are the people that are saying, wow, I believed in you all along. I knew you would make it. I knew you were the one that was going to be able to do it. You're always so positive all the time. Like, their their attitude will change later on. So don't listen to the naysayers here in the beginning. You're going to have to go through a lot of crap and a lot of shit too. And excuse my language, but a lot of crap that uh, will be very embarrassing. And you will have to hit rock bottom in order to see the greatest of heights. And every successful person that I have met, and it's been great that the higher that I climb, the more successful people that I get to associate with, that they've all had a story of hitting rock bottom. And it's an embarrassing moment. And they hit that embarrassing moment, but it's almost as if you have to hit that embarrassing moment. So that way, as you climb higher and higher, you're grateful and you respect the blessings that are coming. So one of my mentors also told me that until you respect a penny, you'll never be able to earn a dollar. Until you respect a dollar, you'll never be able to earn a hundred dollars. Until you respect a hundred dollars, You'll never be able to respect a thousand and so on and so forth all the way to a million and billions of dollars. So once you respect the blessings that are coming and once you go through the heaviest of heavy stuff and hit rock bottom, you'll respect every tiny little thing that comes your way. And uh, that's that would be my advice in that situation that if somebody were to tell me that during that time, I would have a lot more faith that there's much greater that's ahead of me and I wouldn't be so stressed out at that time. That's awesome. Um, let's switch it up, Ruben. I want to get into ad here. So uh, tell us more about the about the business, please. Yeah, absolutely. So we are uh, the fastest growing education lead generation firm here in the U.S. So we help universities and colleges all across the U.S. find and enroll students into their online and campus programs. So we utilize a lot of internet marketing to do so. We utilize Facebook heavily. Uh, we utilize Instagram heavily. We utilize Snapchat heavy. And uh, we have a whole team that's all behind it that as we grow and as we continue to play around with these toys that we've we've grown up with, a lot of people um, that are in our space are starting to get much older. They're scared to use these toys because they think, oh, that's just what my kids use. But in this day and age, there's so much opportunity for every single person to utilize all these free resources that are at our hands. 
and we go and we utilize that every single day. So it's it's exciting what we do here. Any trends in in your niche of the world that you uh, that you uh, care to comment on? Because you just have a really unique vantage point on the way you're you're applying um, you know advanced uh, uh, social media and otherwise strategies and lead generation strategies for education. So that's a very traditional old world type. You know everybody's supposed to just come to me type. In the past that's how it worked, right? Um, depending mm-hmm. on your on the name and the name or geography. And now you know they're in that same business of lead gen just like everyone else a regular mailer maybe isn't going to be the thing that does it or your or even your football team or basketball team being on national tv that might not attract the students you want um so can yeah. you talk about any trends that you may be noticing because you do have a really unique vantage point yeah absolutely especially in our space uh we mm-hmm. find a lot of the universities and the colleges right now their enrollments aren't as high as they were maybe like back in 2008 when we hit a recession mm-hmm. because Back in 2008, when we hit a recession, everybody was going back to school because they couldn't get a job. Now, the economy is so good in the U.S. that, you know, everybody's getting jobs. The unemployment rate is so low that not everybody's going back to school. So these universities are going to realize that, hey, we can't be doing the regular old stuff that worked like 10 years ago, the billboards, the TV ads and such, because the young generation that's going and enrolling in schools and universities right now are not going and looking at billboard ads. Like hardly any of them are even going outside of their house these days, but they are on their phone. They are on their mobile phone. They are on social media. They are on Instagram. They are on Facebook. They are on Snapchat. And, uh, you know, the new one is TikTok. That's really growing right now, too. And it, what's interesting is my son, he's 11 years old now, and uh, he doesn't know about Instagram and Facebook, but he does know about TikTok and YouTube. And those are like the two big platforms and all of his friends, they're on TikTok all the time. So I love my son can see those trends and I get to see it firsthand with the younger generation of what's coming up. But the biggest thing is, you know, I didn't know how to, to buy media on Facebook. I didn't know how to buy media on Instagram in the very beginning. But what I did do is just got, get started, you know, where I just started with like $5 a day and continue to like spend on ads in that way, started to figure out the platform and then just scaled it up uh, more and more from there. So it's interesting where the um, social media landscape is going and where the universities and colleges are going, where now they're starting to realize that their enrollments aren't as high as they once were before, that they have to go where the students are and the prospective students are, which is on social media. And it's exciting. Oh man, that's awesome! And I, I think I find it kind of funny that your son taught you about TikTok, man. He better be on the payroll already. He taught you as a baby. Now he's teaching you the new platform. Hey, if he, if you're listening to this, if you're listening to this, you better be getting that. You better be getting your cut out of this. Don't wait. Don't wait for inheritance. <laughs> yeah, you adult, no, dad, you want on the payroll, whatever. You know, gifts, all that other stuff. That's normal. That's what dads are supposed to do. Where's my cut, dad? <laughs> What's funny is uh, he's he's growing up in a totally different environment of how I grew up. Where now he's expecting he lost it. He's losing his tooth, all his baby teeth now. And uh, there was there was one day he lost his tooth, and I only had twenty dollars in my pocket, and it was so late. So I was like, oh man, I'm gonna have to like leave something. You know, the tooth fairy is gonna have to leave something at least for this tooth that he's expecting. So tooth fairy left twenty bucks under under his uh, pillow. So the next tooth that he lost. 
Um, he was like, I wonder how much Pete Perry's going to bring next. And what I teach him is like, you know, you, you get what you expect. And he, and I don't realize this, that he listens to the stuff that I say, but previously before I told him, you get what you expect. So you got to speak exactly what you want in your life. I want a hundred. So that way you'll get. Uh, yeah, so he said a million. He said a million. He's like, he's thinking big. He's thinking big. He's thinking big. Like his dad, and like I said, he's going to listen to this one day and say, hey, Dad, where's my cut on that TikTok? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's awesome. Well, hey, Ruben. Yeah, you um, this is awesome. Um, it's been really good having you on the show. Um, great convo, and I love what you're doing, sharing your story, and also all the great work you're doing at Adhere. Um, if somebody wants information on Adhere um, and to learn more about what you're doing, what's the best way for them to follow up? Yeah, I think the best way would be I'm pretty active on Instagram, so they could reach me at, at Ruben Resendez. That's R U B E N R E S. E-N-D-E-Z, um, or even just email me. Um, you know, I I try to check my email at least once a day, uh, so you can reach me at ruben at adhereLLC.com. That's A-D-H-E-R-E-L-L-C.com. Awesome. Well, hey, Ruben, really appreciate you coming on the show today and sharing more about your background and all the great work you're doing over at Adhere. Uh, and to the audience, as always, thank you for tuning in. I hope you got a lot of value out of this. If you did, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Uh, leave me a review on the Apple iTunes store. Um, share this with your friends. Do all those great things we do to support our podcasters. I really do appreciate it. And, uh, Ruben, thanks again for coming on the show. 